This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Laurie Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. Welcome to the Maxlexia podcast. I'd like to wish every single one of you a very healthy and happy and prosperous and successful new year for 2023. And certainly on my part, I have been working very hard to finalize and put the finishing touches on my Maxlexia masterclass for educators and teachers to help them better understand the dyslexic student by sharing with them ways to recognize and optimize and maximize the work with dyslexic students to ultimately lead them to academic success. And this is really exciting because I'm in the final stages of rolling this out, really wanting to get a group of Maxlexia mentors trained to really spread this message far and wide. It's very unique. It's very engaging. It's very exciting. It's very informative and it really does address the emotional and the psychological aspects that dyslexic students face as they work their way through school. So this is very exciting and it really is in those final stages, almost ready to roll out and and here we go, rock and roll. So today what I wanted to look at was what I've seen a lot on social media. So I'm gonna address this as a Q and A from social media that I see is really the debate or I suppose discussion between people about is dyslexia actually a superpower. Now, basically I'd say we're split down the middle on this. You have people that absolutely advocate for this and say without a doubt, and myself included, absolutely unequivocally, yes, dyslexia is your superpower. So why do we have the other half of this discussion be very negative about the fact that dyslexia is indeed not their superpower? And really, I think it's not so much about the innate, but about the surroundings and the settings that we really don't have set up to be able to recognize dyslexic thinking, to recognize and see dyslexic brilliance. And so it really doesn't show up as a superpower in those settings for many, many people. So really this is sort of the whole point of, for me, Maxlexia and for a lot of people working in this field with dyslexia and with certainly the education system and people with dyslexia because one of the earliest places where people who are dyslexic will find a very difficult time for their brilliance to actually come through and be seen and recognized is in the school setting the traditional school setting really has a bit of a narrow approach to the type of brain wiring to the type of learning style that really will benefit the best and and show the best results in that setting in terms of just even the way the classrooms are set up in terms of the way that the school day is set up in terms of the way material is presented to students and for them to be able to acquire and assimilate this knowledge and absolutely in terms of a dyslexic student the assessment tools we use to have them be able to show what they know so certainly this is something that i am absolutely pushing for 
really being able to blow the lid off of all this and really not have things that are extremely difficult and major changes and upheavals and, and a lot of difficult things for teachers and educators to implement, but rather to keep it very simple. And I think a lot of that is because once you begin to recognize, as I said, the dyslexic life experience that these students are going through, I think that sort of opens people's eyes to recognize and see what they can do very simply to actually change that experience, that academic experience for a student with dyslexia and ultimately the academic success that they are able to achieve, which often they can't within the constraints of sometimes the way that the system is set up today. So absolutely number one, absolute early intervention for these students. We must see them, we must, we must flag them, we must have assessments, we must diagnose them and really have them begin to understand their dyslexia, to explain it to them, to have a very clear understanding of what it is in terms of the absolute brilliance that they do have in terms of some of the things that they may struggle with in school and absolutely recognizing that they have support that they can use and ways that they can be able through accommodations and through targeted support, be able to succeed in school and basically in anything they wish to do in life. This is crucial. So in terms of things that we want, once we have a diagnosis, absolutely targeted support, professionals who know how to address early reading in students with dyslexia, people who understand the approach to math is different and the way that students see math is different and be able to address it in that way and present things in such a way that it's understandable and the big picture that they're actually seeing is not necessarily wrong, but they often see it in a different way than is the traditional methods of problem solving and working through math content. We really absolutely must provide much more training for teachers because really they do struggle with having not been given a lot of information, having not been given a lot of tools to be able to help these types of students more effectively. We need them to be able to recognize very early on a student who is potentially dyslexic and not be afraid to flag that, have the have the, the tools it, that they need to be able to present that to the parents in such a way that is a, framed in a positive discussion and with a positive outlook for the parents so that the emotional reaction that parents often have when they are presented this type of potential situation about their children, it's a very emotional response on the part of the parents as well because they recognize or they believe erroneously that someone with dyslexia will never graduate school, will never be able to go to university, will never be able to succeed in life, in academics, and really that's the type of burden that they feel when they hear these conversations and providing teachers with ways to reflect on how they can frame this in a positive way and then be able to provide support for the parents and the student with resources and people in their community and in the broader community of the internet that they will be able to get the help that they need to help their child with the parts that they will struggle with, but also be able to have the parent and the child and the educational system recognize the brilliance of these students. That is going to have the incredible end result of a child not being crushed by the school system 
and being able to maintain their self-esteem and self-confidence. And this is not something that we need to overlook. This is the most important aspect because once that happens, they are unable to effectively move on in their school experience and their academics. So really this is the key, this is the crux. And really what we need is a paradigm shift. We need to start to shift the way that we perceive dyslexia. We need to start to shift the way that we address our classrooms in terms of the variety and the diversity that we do have in our classrooms. And really what I think is interesting, as I talked about in my Winds of Change podcast, my previous podcast, is really there are winds of change out there. People are starting to accept and people are starting to respect that there are many differences. And, and differences in many ways, not just in learning styles, but in many things. So we're beginning to have that acceptance of the diversity of people and how they are and how they're wired. And really, very interestingly, I think this is fantastic because the future workforce or people who are moving into the workforce in the next generation are going to have so many more options of the way that they do things of, listen, post pandemic, we're seeing that even at this point, I just read that maybe 50% of office workers are back in the same way that they were in person pre-pandemic. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. We're starting to see that there's different ways that we can work, that there's different things that we can be working in. People are starting to be a little bit more independent, maybe perhaps dropping the traditional job that they, that they thought they had to do and doing something that they've always wanted to be doing. And certainly for dyslexics, thinking outside the box and being very creative and innovative and seeing things that basically, you know, a lot of people don't actually see or perceive in the world is going to be something that is going to be monumental paired with the fact that there are different approaches now that we can use for, for the ways that we can work online or through social media or a hybrid model of things. And I really think the future workforce the dyslexics are definitely going to be at the head of the class. So this is really exciting. And really what we want to do now is make sure that we send these current students off and any future student off in the best way that we can on the right foot with their self-esteem and self-confidence untouched and intact. So the ways that we can help teachers and the ways that we can share with them the information that is learned from dyslexic students in terms of ways that they can better recognize these students, in terms of ways that they can optimize the teaching methods that they use and really have approaches that are very effective for students with dyslexia, but interestingly, not just for them, for all students and the greater variety of students that we have is really exciting. And we want to be able to have choice in the way that students show what they know so that they are able to maximize their success in tests and exams by really giving them a variety of ways in which they can be able to present information and the acquired knowledge that we really want them to have in the learning outcomes that we seek as we as we move through their education so really very exciting times really continuing this dialogue, keeping it alive, pushing it to the forefront, having legislation that really does help support people and dyslexia warriors and maxlexia mentors like myself to really be able to help this move forward in a very positive way and in a very, very, very successful way is really where we are all going. And together 
with all of the educators and all the people who are on the front lines in this, we will change the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.